Hello, everyone. My name is Linda Killian. I'm a teaching pastor at New Covenant Christian Church in Wilkesboro, North Carolina, and you're listening to Inspire. In session one, I gave you the background of our main character, Joseph. Today, I want to talk to you about Joseph the boy and the young man. Joseph was born to Jacob and Rachel. Jacob had two wives, Rachel and Leah, her older sister. Jacob had actually worked seven years for his father-in-law so he could marry Rachel. But on his wedding night, the girls were switched, and the older sister, Leah, was now Jacob's wife. Jacob was allowed to take Rachel as his wife, but he had to stay and work another seven years in order for Rachel to be completely his. Leah bore Jacob many sons, but Jacob didn't love her. Rachel finally had a child, a boy, and they named him Joseph. Joseph was number 11 of Jacob's sons. Rachel would later die giving birth to son number 12, whose name was Benjamin. These 12 men are known as the 12 tribes of Israel. And there's so much more I could unpack and teach right there, but it's not my subject for today, so let's move on to today's story. Jacob loved Joseph, and it was very evident to everyone how much he loved him. He was the son of the woman he loved, the woman he had worked 14 years to make his wife. Jacob had a coat made for Joseph, and not just any ordinary coat, but a coat that was very colorful. The Bible describes it as richly ornamented. Each strip of cloth was a different color. The coat of many colors as we know it by. It had to be expensive. There had to be dyes of different colors to dye each strip of cloth. And in those days, they got their dyes from plant life and shellfish in the ocean that had different dyes in them. So it was a very expensive and tedious thing to do. And I'm sure it took a lot of time for the women to sew it together. So when it was given to Joseph, there were no other gifts or coats for the other sons. Joseph is 17 years old when he receives the coat. Do you remember being 17? I sure do. I knew everything and no one could tell me anything and I was full of life and the pride of life. And I'm sure Joseph paraded around in his coat all the time, letting everyone know that he's daddy's favorite, just infuriating his older brothers. It says in Genesis that they hated him so much that they couldn't even speak a kind word to him. From time to time, Jacob would send Joseph to check on his brothers. He'd say, just find out what they're doing out there. See what they're up to. So, of course, Joseph was glad to do this, and he bebops off out into the desert, and he would come back and report to Dad what they're doing. And they would get in trouble, which infuriated them all the more. One day, Joseph had a dream, so he decides to tell his brothers about it. He said, we were bonding sheaths of grain in the field when suddenly my sheath rose and stood straight up while your sheaths gathered around mine and bowed down to mine. And his brothers are like, do you intend to reign over us? And from that moment on, they hated him all the more. And when his father Jacob heard the dream, he said, you mean you're going to reign over your mother and me? But it says that Jacob held these words in his heart. One day, Jacob sends Joseph out to the field to find his brothers and report on them. 
wasn't smart on Joseph's part to wear the coat, especially in the desert alone with them when they hated him so. But here he comes, and they see him coming, and they said, Behold, the dreamer cometh, making fun of him and the dreams that he had had. And from that very moment, they plotted his death. And as he walked down closer to them, they're talking about how they're going to kill him and what they're going to do. That's some serious hate right there. Reuben the oldest wasn't there, but Judah speaks up and he says, We can't kill him. That would kill our father. But here's a pit, a dry well. Let's throw him into that, and then we can decide what we're going to do. So as he got closer and closer, they grabbed him, they tore his coat off of him, and they threw him in the well. He's down there screaming and yelling while they're up there cooking and eating and having a good time plotting his death. I would think Joseph could hear everything that they're saying. They're probably saying things like, what are we going to do with him? Well, we're not letting him go back home. We're going to kill him, that's what. Can you imagine the thoughts that went through Joseph's head as his brothers hated him that much that they're going to kill him? They're plotting his death. And I would imagine in that pit experience of Joseph's that he had to do some soul-searching of his own, that his better-than attitude, I'm daddy's favorite, flaunting the coat in front of them, taking pleasure in telling on them, well, he's not the favorite now, and Daddy can't help him. Judah looks up the next morning and he sees a caravan coming and decides they should sell Joseph to this band of merchants. They pulled Joseph out of the pit and they handed him over and they're paid 20 pieces of silver for his life. And off Joseph goes to Egypt. Reuben returns around this time, sees Joseph isn't in the pit. He goes into a panic, and they tell him, we didn't kill him, we sold him. So now they've got to decide what they're going to tell Dad. What are they going to tell Jacob? And they take his coat, and they rip it up, and they take a goat, and they kill it, and they put the blood of the goat all over the coat, and they go and tell Dad that a wild animal must have gotten him. And it says, Jacob mourned day after day for Joseph. I want to take a turn right here, and I want to talk about the type and the shadows that we see in the comparison of Joseph and Jesus. The Old Testament is concealed, and the New Testament, we see things revealed. Joseph continues to be a type and a shadow of Jesus. So let's look at a few that I've covered today. Judah is the one who sold Joseph for 20 pieces of silver. Hundreds of years later, Judas would sell Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. Both Judah and Judas mean praise. Everyone has a praise in them. It's what you praise that matters. And to some, it's money. Both Joseph and Jesus were sold out. Men, through no fault of their own, were betrayed. But both had destinies to fulfill. Joseph's destiny was to save starving people in a foreign land by growing wheat for bread. Jesus' destiny was to come and be the bread, the bread of life who saves the world by defeating death, hell, and the grave, our overcoming King. All right, let's return to the story. And in this picture, what's happening? 
Joseph is on his way to Egypt, to the land of his destiny, but I'm sure he's wondering what just happened. Within 24 hours, he's gone from the top in status with his father to riding with strangers, tied up. His freedom is taken away by his brothers. He knew they hated him, but now he knows just how much they hated him. I'm sure he's heartbroken with the thought of his father. What's he being told? And what about his brother Benjamin? It's not fair, but Joseph has to hold on. It looks nothing like the dreams that he had, so those dreams are forgotten. Joseph now has to determine to be a good slave. He didn't ask for this, but he's going to make the best of this, the process. We all have to go through it because the process is the path to the plan. It's okay to say, I don't understand it, but in our exhale, we need to say, I'm going to stay the course. We'll end here today as Joseph is on his way to Egypt. His brothers are holding his coat and lying to their father. Jacob has no comfort in their explanation, and the worlds of all involved has just been turned upside down. But there's a Savior coming to Egypt, just as hundreds of years later, a Savior would be coming to the world. I hope that you were inspired today by this session of Joseph and his pit experience where God had to work out some pride and he also had to be pliable for where he's going. We always need to look at ourselves as we go through our own process of what God is trying to show us about ourselves. He can't catapult us to our new, our destiny, until we reconcile those things that are in the way. I leave you today with what I will always say to you, that God is absolutely crazy about you. I hope you'll join me next time in Session 3 of Plans as we travel into Egypt with Joseph.